Crumb TV. Stay woke. The Bible never goes anywhere else. The Bible don't go into Asia. Stay woke. The Bible don't go to Russia. They don't go to Haiti. They don't come to South America. They don't come nowhere else. 322, it says, uh, and the Lord God said, behold, the man is become as one of us. Yeah. Disclosure. The Snatched Podcast is profane, politically incorrect, political insensitive, anti-organized religion, and is not safe for children or safe for work. Please listen responsibly. You're about to get snatched. <laughs> You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. Warning, if you listen to this, your feelings will get hurt. We are the Crumb Snatcher. Get snatched. Snatched. Peace, 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 peace. Ashe. Peace. Islam. Ashe. Namaste. Peace. Onichiwa. Peace. Arigato. Islam. Nihao. Ashe. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Alaikum salam. Hotep. Onichiwa. Whatever the greeting is in your respective language, I'm Brother Crumb here for another installation of Crumb TV. And I have a special <coughs> guest. Well, it's, it's probably not a guest anymore. It's damn near a co-host. But uh, the Minister of Information, Brother uh, Salam Sadek El, um, Brother Ponder, whatever you, you know him as. And he's going to be here today and we're going to break down... Genesis, a cold Bible study. Peace, brother. How are you? <laughs> Peace and love, brother. What's going on? All is well. All is well. Now, of course, you know, we, we have to do everything right. So uh, before we even get into this, if you could tell the people, of course, who you are and where they can find you at. Brother Ponder. Salam to the L. Check me out on Instagram. at Chef J. Ponder. I'm also in the culinary industry, serving them good food, educating people on what to eat, how to eat, what to consume it. Follow me on Instagram. Um, you can only catch me going live on Crown TV. Nowhere else. And then we're gonna break down this cult Bible study. We got like maybe four or five series though, or at least two or three series. Yeah. Of, uh, the code, yeah. A lot is going on, and I would tell people to keep in mind that Genesis or the Old Testament, or they say it is called the Pentateuch, or what they call the uh, Sapphire Harassa literature, or um, the Torah. Keeping in mind it's a Torah, some of those words have to be translated or retranslated back into the uh, ancient text that it was. For example, um, when we see the word serpent, and we've been trained that, that the serpent talking to Eve is a casual conversation between a reptile and supposedly a humanoid figure named Eve. Uh, but when you look at the information, uh, the word serpent does mean wise one. But in Hebrew, because the Old Testament is written in the ancient Hebrew language, if you will, uh, the word is Nakash. Nakash. N-A-C-A-H-S-A. Nakash. Nakash means wise one or a whisperer. The word serpent also translates into seraphim. You have the seraphims, they have the cherubims. Now, the point I'm making is if you reread that same verse, um, let's see, I was wondering you know, who was the person writing this story. Adam <laughs> Hey, hey, brother, how great question. I always say the same thing. I say if it say in the beginning God created heavens and the earth and the earth was out for and born. And the darkness from the face of the deep and the spirit of God hover over the face of the water. I say, well who's in the water watching the public? Nah. <laughs> who, who's in the fucking water looking up and watching the public? Like and like, like, like the brother just said, who was telling this fucking story? Who is there telling this story? But there's also some key things with the language. You understand that the Bible starts off by saying in the beginning. 
The word I-N-N indicates something already taking place. If it was the very first story, it would have said from the beginning <laughs> and not in the beginning. So there's several things that we have to ask ourselves. And the good brothers just pointed out how we said, who's telling us about the story? Who was telling the story? So when you get to studying it, if you will, understand that the Bible is allegorical. It's an allegory. It's a proof of point. But in the allegory, there are hidden messages, or like the brother just said, decoded. We have to decode it. I want to point out also for the, uh, for the family, if you go to Genesis, sorry, Genesis, uh, Revelation chapter 22, it speaks about the war in heaven. It speaks about that the angel uh, Michael or Michael uh, puts Lucifer out of heaven. And the question I often ask Christians, once that took place, where did Lucifer go? And, you know, I'm often met with the answer or rebuttal, well, he came, he was sent to earth. And I asked him, well, what was the condition of earth once Lucifer got here? It was dark, void, without form. And Lucifer is known as the light bearer. So as the light bearer, he would create light first. Think about that. There's also something called the Demiurge. The Demiurge um, is, is, is said to be the one speaking in Genesis. The Demiurge, along with the Elohim, are the creator sons. The creator sons are noted in Genesis Genesis chapter 127. When they first speak, when you first hear them speak, the Elohim is the collective sons of El. They are the seven creator sons of El. You know, Michael, Israel, Raphael, so on and so forth. And say, let us create them in our image and likeness. Genesis 127, family, that is the primordial man called Adam Kadman. Adam Kadman was created in Genesis 127 as the primordial spirit energy, what we call soul. Later in Genesis chapter 2, Adam Kotman was placed inside of an actual human vessel. This is the Adam from Genesis 127, the primordial man. This is the primordial etheric or energy creation in Genesis 127. When you see the passage that said, let us make them in our image and likeness, give them rulership and dominion over the power of the Adam, fish of the sea, so on and so forth. This was the first Adam created. Primordial man, also called Adam Elion or Adam Elia, supreme man. In, Ka- in Kabbalah is the first spiritual world that came into being after the contraction of God's infinite light. Adam Kadman, Adam Kadman is not the same as the physical Adam. Adam this is in Genesis chapter two. <laughs> so understanding family the word Adam or the word Adam which uh, is often translated as, as soil or earth itself this Adam Kotman in Genesis 127 is showing you the different um, levels of creation in the Bible and I'm decoding it with keeping in mind that we're talking about the religion of Christianity now Anybody that's on this live feed should at least have the uh, conscious understanding that we know that the Bible is purely allegory. There is no spook in the sky, and nobody in the Bible exists in human form. So with that in mind, we are still allowed to go in and explore the creation. So see, right here it says, so God created mankind, right? But in the original Torah, it says Elohim, Elohim, which was uh, taken out and then put into the uh, King James version. So, so kind of right there, Elohim. Elohim is a name for God used frequently in the Hebrew Bible, which is the Torah or the Old Testament. Mm. Elohim is also a the pluralization pluralization of of um, 
of God, meaning multiple gods, or meaning more than one God. Put in uh, this word. Most most Christians deal with the word uh, monotheist, monotheism, which by definition is the doctrine of belief that there's only one God. When in fact, the Christian faith is based on what's called henotheism. Now, henotheism is adherence to one particular God out of several. <laughs> because in Genesis, I'm going to show you that there's several gods mentioned. Psalms 82 mentioned that God sits in the council amongst the gods. Uh, hence, the interpretation of Psalms 82 is that God is holding court in the divine council um, um, of the Elohim or the gods and sentencing them for their malpractice after assigning the Postdivulian nation to their liege after the Tower of Babel uh, apostasy in Deuteronomy 32 and 8. Brother, you just F me up. See that? So, what Christians have done, they say, let's take one of the gods and worship one of the gods. Keeping in mind that the whole polemic coming out of the Hebrew, which they dealt with several gods. They deal with Yahweh. They also deal with Jehovah. They deal with, um, what is his name? Adonai. So these, in Christianity, you're taught that these are different names of God. No, these are different gods all together. The collective is to worship only one of the multitude. So henotheism, henotheism actually gives, gave rise to the idea of what we call monotheism. Mm-hmm. the word henotheism, which means multiple gods. And this is stay with the same um, Hellenistic practices in ancient Greece when they had multiple gods. And they only chose to worship one. So this is the level. This is why in Christianity I always say that that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God are the Holy Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. There's three gods. They tell you that the all three make the one. That's not true. What they're telling you is the definition of henotheism. I've been with you damn near every single class. Uh, <laughs> I've been damn near to every last one of your classes, and this is my first time hearing that. I know for right, sure. Right here. So, so you have Yahweh, you have Elohim, which is the pluralization, you have El Shaddai, El Elyun, El Olam, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha is very important. Jehovah Rapha is the God of the Rephilim. Jehovah Siddiqui, Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah, they say, to be or to exist. We have Bella. These are all the names of the gods, of the Hebrew gods. Mm. Um, El, El Roy, right? So just, just, just go with the word Elohim, pluralization from El Elyum. See, El Elyum right here, El Elyum is the most high God. In Arabic, they say El Allah, the most high God. Or they say Allah Akbar. El Elyon, Allah Akbar are the same. It's the most high God. But going back to my point of showing the different gods, this is called henotheism. So that's why sometimes in the Christian faith, you would hear them say, Hallelujah. The word Hallelujah ends with the word Jehovah. Praise be to Jehovah. Now, the Jehovah comes into place after the 16th century. Prior to the word Jehovah, it was Yahweh, because the letter J was not invented. The letter Y becomes the letter I, the letter I becomes the letter J. That's henotheism at its best. So even even the Hebrew, if you look at the book of Hosea, the book of Hosea in the scripture talks about how the Israelites begin to worship on whole other deity. And that deity of the Moabite God was Moloch. Moloch, there you go, that's Moloch. Also known as Baal. 
Battle. Yep. That's it right there. That's it. Battle. A Moloch. And the Moabites called him uh, Moloch. That was the Moabite god, Moloch. The Hebrew version is, is Baal. You also had Baal Hadam um, dwell at the same mountain, mountain called Mount, look up Mount, uh, Mount Sin. You know Mount Sin as Mount Sinai. Sinai is the long version. The actual mountain is called Mount Sin. The unique thing about Mount Sin, Mount Sin is where Baal Hadam dwell. Baal Hadam is the god who called, who summoned Moses to the top of the mountain. That was Baal Hadam. Baal Hadam dwelled at the top of Mount Sin. Now, once Moshe or Moses crosses over, right, and becomes a Hebrew, they call him. Once he crosses over and go into Mount Sin, while in at Mount Sin, later in history, the Mesopotamia dialogue, those same gods that dwell at Mount Sin, look up uh, Nana Sin. Now, the Nana Sin are called the ancient Enaz. Now, from the same mountain, Mount Sinai or Mount Sin, you begin to get the Enads. This is when you get into the, um, this is when the Hebrews, right, as a group, comes out of ancient Egypt. The ancient Egypt nine deities are Enads, or Thought, or Tehuti, they call them, right? Right. And you had um, Horus, Isis, uh, Osiris. Right. They're part of the ancient Enads. Those nine primordial spirits, remember Adam Kotman? Adam Kotman was also a primordial spirit. So these primordial spirits in Egypt, now they are transferred over, and now they become the Nana Sin. Ooh. The original Nana Sin children were the, were the children of, um, of Gab and Shu. Gab and Shu gave birth to the original nine. Going over to Mesopotamia, now you get into Inki and Enlil, right? Right. Same story, different geographical location. The key thing I'm trying to get you to understand is Mount Sin or Mount Sinai becomes this location of this place that all the gods dwell. A superhuman, if you will, by the name of Nimrod comes onto the scene. Again, the ancient gods of Nana Sin comes down from the mountain because Nimrod is erected a ziggurat, not a tower, it's a misnomer. He was created what's called a ziggurat, Z-I-G-G-A-R-T, a ziggurat. The ziggurat that he was erecting was going to surpass Mount Sin. Once the Nana Sin heard word of him erecting a ziggurat that's going to surpass Mount Sin, that's when he got pissed off and came down. Let us go down there and see what man is doing. And they said in Genesis, the ancient Enaz, they said, if they do this, the men, if they're able to complete this this pyramid that surpasses our mountain, then there's nothing they won't be able to do. Let's go down there and confound their tongues and confuse the languages. Nana Sin in ancient Rome, ancient Greek, is also known as Mount Olympus. Mm. The gods always dwell at the top of a mountain. That's how they can see the entirety of the earth, the kingdom of earth, from a mountaintop. The mountaintop was so high up through the clouds, it was known as heaven. And I'm only walking you through that part so you understand in Genesis, the ascension or the descension of these creatures known as the Elohim were also a part of the ancient Enads. So the Elohim or the seven creator sons of El have the primordial deities out of ancient Egypt. 
Do you have the primordial deities in ancient Mesopotamia? All this is known as henotheism. So out of the collective God body, you must choose one God to worship. And that's why the God of the Bible made a note and said, thou shall have no other gods before me. Which he acknowledges there's other gods, which shows you that he's not the only one. He knows that there's other gods. Psalms 82 shows it to you also. He sits in the council of the gods. He, he presides amongst the gods. He, he draws his counsel from the gods, and they decide what happens on earth. Just like, wasn't that also in, um, in, uh, where was that at? It was in, um, Genesis, after he left from Eve, Genesis chapter three, verse 22. Uh, uh, and then God went back to the other gods and said that man has now become like us. Genesis, uh, that's three, three, 22. Three, Genesis 3.22, that's it. Skull and crossbow. A lot of people will say Genesis 3.22 is associated with the uh, uh, Masonic skull and crossbow. Oh, there it is, 3.22. You see that, brother, 3.22? Right, right, okay. So there's the Masonic. Uh, now, keep in mind, I was in your class, and you said that's actually that skull belongs to somebody. That's John the Baptist. So again, we've not gotten away from religion. Not at all. <laughs> not at all or, or, that's the, that's the I wouldn't call it religion so much as I would call it uh, dogma dogma okay Genesis I spelled that wrong S-I-S 322 it says uh, and the Lord God said behold the man is become as one of us knowing both good and evil knowing both right and wrong and he proceeded to say now let us cast him out before he stretched forth his hand also, 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 and take from the tree of life and live forever. There's right. two trees. The tree of knowledge and the tree of the everlasting life. Now, who was he talking to when he said that? He was in the council. He was amongst the gods. The Elohim? That's what I'm saying. God never spoke. It was the Elohim talking. Right there. Then this this depiction is the depiction of the Elohim. The Elohim of the seven the seven created sons of El come from the local star constellation called Lordat. <laughs> you going deep? You might be going too deep. Look up the Urantia book. Now the Urantia book tells you about the heavens. Uh, Revelation mentioned the war of the heavens, but never give you the story of the war in heaven or what happened. Wars, plural. There were plenty of wars in heaven. Stay with me. Put in N E B A D O N. Nebadon is the name of the local universe in which Earth belongs to. Eden Tap. The Creator's Son, when Urantia spoke of the many mansions in his Father's universe, in a certain sense, all 56 of his encircling worlds of Jerusalem are devoted to the traditional culture of ascending mortals. But the seven satellites of world number one are more specifically known as the mansion worlds, 47 and 2. Transition world number one itself is quite exclusive, devoted to ascendant activities being the headquarters of a familiar corpse. I'm lost. Sound good. So, Nebidon is the name of the local universe with Earth belongs to. Edenton is one of the seven mansion worlds that the governing seats, the admin seat of the constellation Nordak. Stantania is one of the seven mansion worlds of local system in the constellation Nordak. I'm giving you these names. I'll make a point to you in a second. Nordak is one of 100 constellations of the local universe of Nebidon and the order of celestial beings. The creator sun 
right sons of El Ilyun. We're talking about Michael, Gibrael, Gardiel, Israfel, Raphael, and Melchizedek. See, when Jesus is here on this planet, his name is Jesus. When he ascends and goes back into the seven mansion worlds, or what I just showed you, his name is Selinda. Selinda? Selinda. My priest ain't never, ever, ever. Uh, brother, I, I was raised in church. I was raised in church. And oh, I, never heard of that? Never. So, here, the, the picture you're showing right now are, are actually the seraphim. The seraphim and the cherubim and the creator son are not the same. The creator sons have... The creator sons have the ability to transmorph themselves into humans. It happened with it happened with Abraham at the tent. If you can look up, um, uh, the angels come to the tent of Abraham. Go to the um, actual literature of it. So read for you. Now we cannot be confused. A con fused by the name angel. Angel only means a angelic being or a extraterrestrial. The extraterrestrials they have hierarchies. Which are the creator sons. They sit at the top, the seven creator sons. And then below them, you had a seraphim, you had the cherubim, they had nymphs, and all the other kinds of stuff going on, right? Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance in his tent and met them and bowed to the ground. I'm going to go to the right, read over here. So, with uh, verse 18 1, the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oak manor in the heat of the day while he was sitting in the entrance of the tent. That's when he saw three men. He said, my Lord, said Abraham, I have found favor in your sight. Please do not pass your servant. Right? So Abraham then proceeds to bring those three angels water. They kill a cow. They eat hamburgers, have a cookout. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, two of the three go into Sodom. One stayed with Abraham, talked to him. The other two went into the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, went into the house of Job. Not Job, I'm sorry, a lot. Went to Lot's house. That's when the people in the town those how beautiful the angels were and wanted to have sex with the angels. That's just for Sodom and Gomorrah. What happens, the prequel to Sodom and Gomorrah is those three angels see Abraham. Two of the three, after they ate food, I don't know how ETs eat human food, burgers and cheese and milk and shit, but they ate and they uh, walked off into Sodom and Gomorrah. The one angel or, or being stayed with Abraham and conversed with him. And the other two uh, was trapped inside of Lot's house, being wanted by men. And they always say the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is uh, men was lusting after these angels, but these angels were beautiful. They didn't look like humans. Uh, they had the ability to transform themselves, or what we call reincarnate themselves into humans. Um, but they were lust after because they didn't know who they were. They was bad motherfuckers walking through. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and when they say lust after them, they, they give you a sexual incantation. See that? How they're hiding inside of Lot's house right there? Right. They just came from Abraham eating. And uh, Abraham is actually Lot's uncle. Get snatched. Get snatched. Go through the bloodline, brother. God damn. Abraham is Lot's uncle. Lot's mom is Abraham's sister or wife. <sighs> okay. I also did a piece called Sister Wives of the Bible. <laughs> I, I think that was the only class I didn't make it to. That was the only one. <laughs> right. And only because they would keep the bloodline pure by remarrying one another, keeping the blood in the family and, and not buried the blood by any uh, other people. But the point I'm making, family, is when you go to dig inside the scripture of the Bible, there you have to have 
more content than just the scripture. For example, uh, if you are a believer in the Bible, when it tells you that God uh, created man, God gives you a location. He says in between the Pisan and Gihon River. Mm. The Pisan and Gihon River are the white and blue Nile. Mm? Then, he, then he mentions the Tigris and Euphrates. It wasn't that he created man there, he placed man there. He created man away from that area, but placed him there in that area. So this is the location right here. This is the primal location uh, the Bible speaks about. And it was more so uh, between the Gihon and Pisan, which is the white and blue Nile, more so than the Tigris Euphrates. And that's why you only see in the Bible these areas of concentration are dealt with the most. This this particular area is spoke about throughout the whole entire scriptures. The Bible never goes anywhere else. The Bible don't go into Asia. The Bible don't go to Russia. They don't go to Haiti. They don't come to South America. They don't come nowhere else. They primarily stay in this geographical location right here. And it's very important for the family to understand why. Remember Abraham? I'm sorry, Abraham. Uh, Moses. Right. Stand up right here. They say Moses was placed in a basket and floated up the Nile River. I remember. One thing the family should understand, the Nile River floats north, not south. Mm. Now, what primary country is below the Nile River? It's Uganda. Right. That means somebody's mama was from Uganda. If the baby was placed in the basket at the bottom of the river, floated up the river into Egypt, that means the baby was born in Uganda. At that particular time, the empire that ruled that area was called the Empire of Kush. <laughs> Those were all Kushites. The Kushites ruled that area. We're talking about Lower Sudan, uh, Ethiopia. It's called the Kush Empire. It was also known as, uh, what was called again? The Nubian Empire. The Nubian Empire or the Kushite Empire were one and the same. See that? Now, hold for a second. Kush was also known as the son of Ham. You're going deep. You're so going deep. let's 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 go back, right? The earth is flooded. Noah, his three sons, their spouses, are the only survivors, according to the scriptures. They all survive. Once Noah gets the word from the bird that the land is dry, they came off the yacht. They can't they come off the yacht, calmed on a cruise, they come off the cruise ship. And immediately, the three sons of Noah dispersed themselves and began to repopulate. Well, Noah's son, right, what they call uh, Ham, Ham comes back into Africa. When Ham comes back into Africa, there's nobody there, according to the Bible. You're led to believe that. When Ham comes back into Africa, Ham has three sons, Put, Mezraim, and Cush. Put, P-H-U-T, becomes the progenitor of the area of Sudan. All the Sudanese become descendants of Punt. They're Puntites. Mizraim goes into what we now call Egypt. Everybody there become Mizraites. Cush goes down to Ethiopia. Everybody become Cushites. So now you have the Mizraites, the Cushites, and the Puntites. Those are the only families existing after the flood, according to the scriptures. Now, let's stick with the Bible family. According to the Bible, these are the only three surviving sons of Noah. 
You're back. Right. These are the only three survivals of this. So everybody in Egypt are Mizraites. The Bible oftentimes exchanged the word Egypt, Mizraim, Mizraim, Egypt, depending on what point you're trying to make with you. But if you can have in your mind that Egypt wasn't called Egypt, there were no Greeks at the time into the land. So the name would be Mizraim. Right there. It would be called Mizraim. Mizraim or Mizraites. So that means all of the Mizraites, all of the Fittites, all of the Cushites are one family. <laughs> right? Get him! This is before you get to Jacob or Jacob's uncle, Ishmael, which is the only son of Abraham. I make a definitive statement, family. Abraham laid with who? The handmaiden. What was the handmaiden from? Uh, 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 Egypt. Uh, uh. So the handmaiden that Abraham laid with was a what? Mizrite. <gasps> Which made his son Ishmael a Mizrite. Facts. And from his sister wife came Isaac. Isaac was uh, 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 birthed the same way Jesus and John was. An angel came to her, touched her, the Holy Spirit endowed her. There it is. Abraham <laughs> Dick didn't work with her. It was his cousin. The, um, the Holy Spirit. So the angel. I'm sorry. Again? You said the Holy Spirit touched her. According to the scriptures, Abraham didn't have sex with her. The angel came to them and said, this time next year when I come back, you will have a child. And she laughed. <laughs> she laughed. She laughed. The scripture never bear witness to Abraham sleeping with her. Abraham did, however, sleep with um, uh, Hagar, or her Egyptian name is Qatar. Qatar is her Egyptian name. So Abraham lays with Qatar, who's a Mizraite, gives birth to Ishmael, who's also a Mizraite. Hell, if you want to go back to the lineage of Abraham, Abraham himself comes from the lineage of Mizraim, Punt, and Cush. The Israelites themselves, Jacob, children, including himself, right? Let's talk about Jacob real quick for the Hebrew Israelites. Jacob has sex with an Egyptian. Did he not? Yes, he did. Uh, Joseph. Ashena. Joseph, the son of Jacob, has sex with Egyptians. He gives two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Every time I say Egyptian, place the word in your head, Mizraite. Understand that the Mizraites were cousins to the Israelites. The Israelites are from the loin of Jacob, who's from Isaac, who's from Abraham, going back through Abraham's lineage. There would be no Abraham if there was no Cush, or Punt, or Mizraim, or Ham, or Jeff. There would be no Abraham. This, this is all one big family. Don't stray off the path. Don't mix your blood with any other inhabitants of the land. You have an abundance of stuff, BTC, blah, blah, blah. But if you trace the bloodline back, you're going to end up back at Mizraim, Punch, and Cush. And that's why, and I'm glad you're pulling this up, brother. In this depiction of the Prince of Egypt, you will see your boy Joseph there. It's Joseph, the king right? of dream. Because he, he's Who else from Egypt? Egypt? Moses. M right, Moses. Yeah, correct. Moses came out of Egypt. The scriptures say Moses will learn in all the ways of the Egyptians. Who else went to Egypt? Abraham. Right. <laughs> 
Who else went to Egypt? Did Jesus. Jesus <laughs> go to Egypt. Why they had Egypt so much? Now, let me teach you something this real quick about Jesus going to Egypt. Egypt is a country, family, not a city, not a state. Egypt would be like saying United States. Jesus came to the United States. Well, did he go to New York? Did he go to Boston? Did he go to Atlanta? Did he go to California? Him going to Egypt is like saying him coming to a country all by itself. What did Jesus learn in Egypt for 13 years? The, the cult- now, Watch this. Look up Sobek. While Jesus was in Egypt, he was initiated and anointed with oil called Mashiach. There's an actual picture on the Google search of a statue of Sobek and a small boy. Because all the family to us, there it is, right there. Right there. Jesus was initiated. We're talking about etymology. The word Messiah comes from the Egyptian word Mashiach, which means to smear with oil. They took crocodile oil and they smeared you once you got initiated. Crocodile fat. Absolutely, brother. A Mashiach or Mashiach means crocodile fat to smear with oil. The Mashiach also means the Messiah or in Greek it also means Christ or Christos. Once Jesus was initiated into the brotherhood, smeared with the oil, he came out during his bar mitzvah. He went into the into argue with the rabbis and the rabbis were astounded at the intellect of this young 13 year old boy coming from the land of Egypt named Yeshua Jesus was initiated initiation was, was key he took part oh I did didn't I this is, this is where Jesus began to sojourn he becomes a member of the Brother of the White Light. Look it up, family. It's called the Brother of the White Light. It's also called the Asiatic Brotherhood. The Asiatic Brotherhood of the Brothers of the White Light is the brotherhood which Jesus was initiated in. This is the, the, the group that Jesus was initiated in in Egypt. You see that picture of Jesus right there? <laughs> now, there are certain titles. There are certain titles when you're dealing with the Brothers of the White Light. You have names like Adap. Remember that name, Adap. You have names like Neophyte, Terrified, Master. You also have the word Ascendant Master. This is all in the Kabbalistic teachings. There you go. You see that right there, y'all? Those are the brothers of the Gnostic mystical lessons, the teachings. You see. Krishna, the India God, because Jesus went to India and became a yogi. He studied among he studied in India, he studied in Asia. Then he returned back with all his information. And the last thing that Jesus had to do was he had to deny himself of the flesh. He had to, he had to do the stage was called reincarnation. He had to become reincarnated. And you will also be interested, family, to understand that the brothers of the white light or the Asiatic Brotherhood. It's also the same initiation process that uh, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali went through, Madame Lebowski. Madame Lebowski also propagated the Brothers of the White Light. Asa Crawley, Albert Pike, these are all occultic, Gnostic 
teachings. This is where the uh, principles of Freemasonry also are founded. The teachings of the Asiatic Brotherhood are laced throughout the Masonic Order, all the way throughout it. And I like showing this for points of proof to people. This is this is my name right here, fam. This is me right here. See right here? I'm a knight of the Hermetic philosophy. You see who I'm here? Ancient Egypt? It's a seal. It's all good. See right here? 90th, 95th degree. This is the first stage where you go to Egypt. After you show and prove yourself at the 43rd degree, let me go here first because I am of the third degree also, Mason. But after you get the 43rd degree as a adept, adept, uh, my name right here, signature circle, I am a adept under the Moore Science Temple. See that? Adept, let's go back over here. Once you get the information at the 43rd degree, you become an ascended master, right? Of the 90th degree. See how they look? Golden seal. It's a real fucking deal. My plan. National secretary signed my shit. And the point I'm showing you, family, is the brothers of the white light, the ascended masters, the brotherhood of Sobek, the Asiatic brotherhood, the Freemasons, NOI. So I got it all together right here. And I can prove what I say. Jesus himself went through these chambers. And when he got crucified, supposedly, he was trying to become an ascended master. And of course, these are all symbolic. These are not physical. These are all symbolic, like teachers and lessons. He was becoming an ascended master. And he actually told Mary at the tomb, when Mary went to touch him, she, he said, do not touch me. I have not yet ascended. But go tell the disciples that I have. He was working to become an ascended master. I just want the family to see. We talk about occult Bible study, having the understanding that the shit is deeper than what you've been told, what you've been taught, and we didn't scratch the surface because we really, we really, we really didn't. I really didn't take y'all ass up through the seven heavens, which are mentioned in the book of Isaiah, and the third heaven being the heaven called Shemuel. The third heaven is the heaven that um, the third heaven is the heaven that Enoch ascended to. The third heaven is also the heaven that Salimda comes from, or Jesus comes from the third heaven called Shemuel. If you could, brother, could you please tell the people who you are and where they can find you at? Absolutely, brother. It's your brother, man. Salam today. L. Find me on Instagram at Chef J. Ponder. Or you can just Google Chef J. Ponder. I'm everywhere. I'm all over the fucking place cooking, doing my culinary thing. But I'm also a master teacher. So when Kron bring me on, the brother already understand that I have 26,000 years of information. Right? And today, I share that part of giving you 1,266 years of information. Right? Because it was a time we was in our right mind. Right now, we're out of our mind. But I'm here to inflame and ignite the pyramids right here. It's the pyramid right here, family. And the third asset's right here. Right on a dollar bill. It's the pyramid right here, family. Right there. Pyro. Pyro. Lighthouse. The light is up here. The light is here. Yeah, that's where the light at. Damn. Uh, uh, another quick thing. If y'all ever wonder why there's an eye at the top of a dollar bill, because there's a pyramid right here. Third eye right here. You know the only part of your body that contains quartz? You understand what quartz does? Quartz reflect light. The pyramids in ancient Mr. I am were top with quartz. 
So whether the moonlight or the sunlight hits it, it will illuminate the entire pyramid. Quartz is in now, your eye. Go ahead. There was something else you were telling me about the top of the pyramids, because if someone takes that jihad to the pyramids, they're going to notice that the top is missing. You were telling me that was the... Um, starts with a B. The... Um, Bin Bin? Bang, bang, yeah. Bin Bin. That was the top of the uh, 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 obelisk. Oh, okay. Capstone. The capstone. capstone. That's right. it. That's right. it. Jesus is known as the cornerstone and the capstone. No, it's capstone. The capstone on the top of the obelisk of the Tekken is called a bang bang. B I N E. In Hebrew, it means son. Son of a son. So, right. <laughs> um, good point. So, real quick, family. So, of the artist that called the, the son of the son. It was said three men or three wise men or three nobles travels. And he called the star and the son of the son. Wait, brother known as Start that story over one more time. You were breaking up. Oh, for sure. Can you hear me now? The better? Yeah, okay, you bet. You said the three wise men. I want you to follow me, family. Three wise men. The three nobles. Shriners. They're also known as Bedouins. Or Arabians. A dead dweller. The three... Arabs or the three wise men came to the desert looking for the child. Trying hospitals only deal with children. For reason, searching the star in the east. All stars are suns. A sun, S U N, Ben Ben. They found the Ben Ben East. travel. East to West. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. I can walk y'all through this shit, man. <laughs> I don't walk the whole with the signs and symbols. That's it. With the signs, signs and symbols. Signs and symbols are for the conscious mind, family. Well, there you have it, family. Brother Ponder does it again. Occult Bible study, Genesis decoded. Catch us both on Crumb TV on Inst- on uh, YouTube. Uh, catch Brother uh, Ponder on Instagram on Chef J Ponder, and you can just search Chef J Ponder on Google. So, with that said, brother, I'll let you get the last words. Once again, man, Crumb TV subscribe, support, peace and honest to all things Moors. Peace and honest to all the props of Allah. Peace, love. And so, not fucking with y'all, man. Hey, listen, go study. It's real talk. Go study. Peace. Peace. I'm your brother, Crumb. It is with great honor that I announce that Crumb TV is now officially being sponsored by Tariq Nasheed's Hidden Colors 5. So, support Crumb TV by getting your copy of Hidden Colors 5 today on PositiveVibesVA.com. Crumb TV. Stay woke. In peace. In peace. In peace. I am your brother, Crumb. In peace. We are the Trump Snatcher. Get snatched.
Our content is conscious, edgy, and pro-black. Our goal is to uplift and enlighten our people. Trigger warning. Some of you will disagree with the crumb snatcher. We are not concerned with being politically correct. We are thought-provoking. Some of you are gonna think that we're angry. You are wrong. Yet you're gonna enjoy the ride. Join our antics in conscious thought and new reality. Get snatched. The views expressed on this podcast are not the views of Positive Vibes Inc., its staff, sponsors, or owners. I love you. We are the Crumb Snatcher.